Bretto, can you believe it? The Wellness Summit is almost here. Oh, I'm P. I'm so excited. I don't know what to do with myself. Well, Bretto, it's been two long years since our last Wellness Summit. And if you're listening to this, folks, and don't have a ticket, then... What are you doing? The Wellness Couch family of podcasters gather for two days in Melbourne on Saturday, August 25 and 26, featuring... The Queen of Nutrition, Cindy O'Meara. The rock star of wellness, Dr. Damien Christoph. Connect with your spirit and soul with Barley Bomb survivor, Karen Smith. Self-care is on the menu with Kim Morrison. Master the art of ageing well with the one and only Marcus Pierce. Oh, shucks, Bretto. What about how to recover from rock bottom with Dr. Brett Hill? Master your stress with Dr. Maria Zushman. Get empowered with Imogen Bailey. Female health experts Dr. Andrea Huddleston and Ashley Bond. Master your sleep with Audra Starkey. The natural nutritionist Steph Lowe. Australian Idol winner, Wes Carr. Woohoo! And Quirky Cooking's Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab and a whole lot more. Oh, what a lineup, MP. Seriously, why would you not be coming to the Wellness Summit? Not to mention our world-class exhibition of Australia's most incredible, sustainable wellness products and services. MP, we've done the final layout. There are less than 100 spaces left. And there's only a few discounted tickets available at thewellnesssummit.com. Marcus, be there or be square. Zazen Alkaline Water presents the 2018 Wellness Summit, Saturday, August 25 and 26 at the Collingwood Town Hall. Getting quick, folks. The final release of discounted tickets available at thewellnesssummit.com. See you there, Bretto. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Christoph and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey, Brett. Hey, Damo. What are you working on at the moment, mate? Well, I'm working on a few things, Damo. I'm writing a book, but what I've just finished working on is my Art of Natural Running e-course, oh. and I'm really excited about it. So, you know, I've been going around Australia doing this uh, this live course where I was teaching people how to run naturally, and uh, and what I realized was that I couldn't get around to everybody uh, and that it was hard to get around to everybody all around Australia and even outside of Australia, people who wanted to learn about how to run naturally and how to run it more easily, how to make it more fun and how to get less injuries. And so I decided to put it all together into e-course, which is about five and a half hours worth of video content. Oh, far out. That's unbelievable. Where do people find it? So they can find it at theartofnaturalrunning.com and they'll be able to hear not just from me, but from experts like Danny Dreyer from Chi Running. We've got Kim Morrison. We've got Kelly Starrett from Mobility Ward. And we've even got a guy called The Barefoot Podiatrist, who's my favorite. Good bloke. <laughs> so theartofnaturalrunning.com. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. This is Damien. And this is Brett. Brett, I'm going with it. I'm just going to keep on using our first names from now on. Everyone knows who we are. Don't need to introduce ourselves with our surnames. This is who we are. I'm Damien and you're Brett. You're famous, so you can get away with it. You know, you're the Damien Christoph, and, you, and you've written books, basically, all over the world. You know, you can yeah. get away with that. For sure. You're famous. You're writing books. Hey, uh, we've got a gorgeous guest today, um, or today. Mm. Yeah, beautiful Steph Lowe. Um, actually, uh, Steph Northeast. She's actually Steph Lowe professionally, and Steph Northeast um, in the social circles. And uh, she's otherwise known as the natural nutritionist. She's on the Real Food Reel. She's just released a new book, uh, which is really exciting, called the Low Carb Healthy Fat Nutrition Book. And it's uh, it's available up for grabs, pre-orders, and you'll see the, the show link in the notes. But, Bretto, it's a great interview. 
It is a great interview, and she's going to be at the Wellness Summit this weekend, which is coming up. So we are like five days away from the Wellness Summit, which is unbelievable. And uh, she's going to be talking and sharing her message and no doubt talking about her new book at the Wellness Summit, which is super exciting as well. So I love her approach. I just think it's a very practical, a very no-nonsense approach, talking about really good quality food, which I think is the key. And uh, I just think she's great. I think everything she said in this interview, I was on board. I love it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I yep, absolutely resonate with the message. I think it's fantastic, and uh, and I think she's doing a great job. Hey, uh, Brado, one more announcement, and I know you spilled the beans before, but we're only four or five days out. So, can you spill the beans um, on air now? I can. I can. Do you want me to tell you what I told you earlier that I wasn't allowed to tell anyone? Yep, tell That's me. What you're yeah, we'll tell All everybody right, because so... we're now only a few days out from the Wellness Summit, so you can. Yeah. Tell so as of today, when this episode goes live, there will actually be. You can actually get live streaming access to the Wellness Summit. So what that means basically is that for, I think it's $97, so it's like super cheap, you can actually get a live stream of the entire weekend of the Wellness Summit from the comfort of your own home. So you can be in Adelaide, you can be in Perth, you can be in North America, and you can be actually just sitting down listening live to the Wellness Summit as it happens from the comfort of your own home. You can be snuggled up in a little blanket, a little hot chocolate, you know, whatever you want to be doing. <laughs> and good, uh, good listening, listening to and watching the Wellness Summit in high-quality audio, high-quality video from the comfort of your own home. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing. And I don't know how they do it, but I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It is quite incredible. This technology <laughs> thing, uh, just amazing, especially when you're used to wearing bare feet. It's uh, it's a big no. leap for you, Brett. I get it. No, I don't even have to pedal the bike to make it go. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, on that note, we've got the Wellness Summit coming up. We've got a great interview straight after we finish talking, and, uh, and I'm excited for everybody who's listening to the Wellness Guys show every single week to be listening to Steph Lowe today. Mate, let's get stuck into this interview. Bretto, today we are joined by the gorgeous Steph Lowe. Uh, she's a great friend of ours, great friend of the Wellness Couch. She's on the Wellness Couch with the podcast, The Real Food Real, um, which every single Wellness Guys listener should be listening to. It's a great podcast. And uh, and a little known fact is that her husband, Dr. Ian Northeast, works with me at Vita, which is gold, Bretto. How good's that? I'm very excited about this today. Steph, welcome back to the Wellness Guys. How are you? Very well. Thank you so much for having me back on. Steph, it's been ages. I, don't, I can't remember when the last time it was. It must have been back in the hundreds as opposed to the multiple hundreds that we're in at the moment. But well, tell us what's been happening in your world. I know you've got a practice just near me, but tell the rest of the world what's been going on. Yeah, so we moved our clinic into Sandringham, just around the corner from Vita at the start of this year, so 2018. And we're that, loving- was, that was to be closer Sorry. to us, wasn't it? It was to be closer to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone thinks that Ian and I did it deliberately, which is look like a little, little bit dorky, but it was kind of <laughs> accidental that we both ended up in the same little hub at about the same time. Mm. But it's also very handy when he forgets his breakfast or his mobile phone so I can walk around the corner and <laughs> <laughs> like the good wife wow. that I am. Does that mean you get – do you get breakfast made for you now, DK? Is that what happens? Uh, no, I'm um, still, I still do breakfast. No, I'm, it's not Steph and I that are married. It's Ian and Steph that are married. <laughs> I just thought he was there. He's getting his breakfast dropped off. I thought you were getting, uh, you might have been getting some of these amazing recipes from Steph now as well. No, no. Let me just clarify. That. It's Ian that does the breakfast making. So, Damo, you put your request in, and we'll make an extra smoothie for you. <laughs> I love it. All right, request is coming. Sorry, I cut you off there. What's been happening in your world? 
Yeah, very good. So I just was um, sharing about the clinic. So we've got the natural nutritionist set up in Sandringham, which is going very well. We're helping everyone with their real food. And we certainly work with a lot of athletes, but these days we also do a lot of general nutrition, um, gut health, you name it. So it's really exciting to help people achieve their health and wellness goals. But I've spent the the bulk of um, the start of this year writing my book. So that's been a great project, actually. Um, and a lot of people asked me how long it took. And you would know this, Damo. I think it's kind of a hard <laughs> question to answer when it's something that you've been yeah. working on basically since you started practicing. You know, I started The Natural Nutritionist in 2011 and I set myself the goal of teaching people how to eat real food. And technically, I've been writing the book since then. So it's a collation of my work over the last seven years. So it only took me actually a couple of days to put it all together, which was quite mind-blowing. But it was a project that I guess I'd been working on, um, as I said, over eight years or seven or eight years. So it's awesome to see it um, nearly being released. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a couple of days is incredible. It's taken, it's taken me a couple of years to try and put my book together, Steph. So that's, that's very, very good. And uh, so, Steph, you know, we haven't spoken to you for a while. So I'd love to hear a bit about um, your philosophy and, and how that may or may not have changed in that time. You know, last time we spoke to you, you were talking all about healthy fats and the importance of those. And really, you were a bit of a trendsetter there. You're a bit ahead of the curve. You know, everyone's talking about healthy fats and keto and all those sort of things now and you are way ahead of them which is awesome um and so has anything changed in your philosophy over those seven years since as you said you started writing the book or are you still pretty much on the same wavelength yeah great question look the overarching aim has always been our mantra of jerf which stands for just eat real food but i've definitely fine-tuned the lower carbohydrate healthier fat approach that i'm so passionate about um my book is called low carb healthy fat nutrition and we really set out to not only present the research, but to teach you how to eat real food. Again, I think you guys would know there's a lot of confusion in the space. And I've turned into a bit of a myth buster, not intentionally, but it's just the way it's happened with, you know, situations that we've seen in the West with our dietary guidelines, our food pyramid, the you know, the saturated fat bashing that we've seen over the last five decades. So um, I have become a bit of a myth buster. But essentially my, my yeah, my goals are the same, to simplify real food and to, you know, teach my audience how to personalise. When we talk about LCHF, that's low-carb, healthy fat, it might sound a little bit cliche, but it's it's a lifestyle, right? We don't want it to be another diet. And I believe that LCHF can suit everyone when it's personalised, taking in factors such as, you know, underlying metabolic conditions, genetics, output, so how active someone is or is not. I mean, ultimately, everyone should be eating real food. And when we do that, we are naturally eating much lower carbohydrate than the food pyramid would want us to, which, of course, is a very good thing. The food pyramid is not a very good thing. I know that's what you're saying. I've got to just like make sure that everyone gets that. What Steph's saying is a very good thing to eat less carbohydrate than what the food pyramid recommends, which is six to nine serves of grain-based or starchy carbohydrates, by the way. That's what you're saying, wasn't it, Steffi? Yeah, so it's hundreds and hundreds of grams of carbohydrates, which yeah. has created a lot of the health problems that we see yeah. in the West today. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the wrong way around it. Now, you said something before which I thought was a really great play on letters. Um, I've always known that LCHF was low-carb, high-fat, right? But you've gone the low-carb, healthy-fat, and that's the name of your book. It's Low-Carb, Healthy-Fat Nutrition, 
Um, I've had a bit of a, a look online and it looks fantastic, it looks beautiful. Um, the message uh, is refining and that's what I think is really exciting to me, Steph, and you're at the cutting edge of that and you have been since 2011 just at the cutting edge. So where it's gone from where keeping low carb um, or keeping carbs low and then people have gone, well, I've got to keep my protein higher and my fat higher, that's kind of created some kind of an imbalance. But you're saying it's not all about having high fat. It's about having healthy fat. So you're talking about helping people burn fuels more efficiently. And and many people think that in order to do that, you've got to go into ketosis or in order to do that, you've got to you know hack the body in terms of a direction. But you're saying eat great quality carbohydrate, get your protein right and have healthy fat and it's going to be right. Am I reading that correctly? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a few points in that. Like firstly, I think when low-carb, high-fat is used, it can be really polarizing because most of us, like, you know, we've been literally afraid of fats for people it's literally 50 years are, of course. And I don't want to polarize people into something that makes them, you know, fear food when it comes from a natural source. But I also don't use the word ketogenic or keto deliberately. And there's a few reasons why, but there's quite a lot of division in the health space as to what defines a ketogenic diet. And, you know, I think by definition, it's actually 20 or 25 grams of carbohydrates per day. The science is clear on its therapeutic benefit for certain metabolic conditions, you know, some cancers, childhood epilepsy. But for a healthy individual that's looking to optimize their metabolism, burn fat and extend their longevity, there is no way they're going to thrive on 20 or 25 grams of carbohydrates a day. And it breaks my heart when someone's trying to do that when they don't have that therapeutic need. Um, so I don't use the word ketogenic and I think low-carb healthy fat also breaks down the macronutrient group fat because there are some horrific fats that I think, you know, a really poorly designed ketogenic will be a ketogenic diet would be eating too much of. And of course, we don't want to just be eating all fats when we know there's fats like trans fats or the polyunsaturated refined seed oils, which we need to be avoiding or at least minimizing. So yeah, it's not about all fats, it's about healthy fat. So I've chosen that version of the acronym deliberately. Yeah, I like that, Steph. And you know, obviously I interview a lot of people about you know paleo, but also keto on my other show, that paleo show. And and this is a conversation that sort of comes up all the time. And it and it does seem like in the last few years, almost those two communities have merged together a little bit where, you know, keto was originally kind of all about the the macros. And then paleo was perhaps more looking at the um, you know, the food source and the quality of the food. And, and now it seems like people are sort of blending the two together to come up with a bit of a combination, which seems to be working really well. So when you're talking about healthy fats, um, first of all, what fats are you encouraging and recommending? Because people will want to know that. Some people are all over it. Some people are just new to this topic. So what fats are you recommending? But also, how much fat are you talking about? You're talking about personalizing it. Like how low do you suggest some people go? And, and what's the kind of upper end you suggest for people to go? Yeah, again, another great question. So my two groups or subsections of fats that I classify under that healthy fat umbrella, I mean, one are our omega-3s. So they're our anti-inflammatory fats that we find in olive oil, avocados, nuts, seeds, you know, salmon, 
even our, you know, our, our grass-fed meats and free-range eggs. Um, but the more controversial group is, of course, the saturated fats. And these are the ones where, you know, I spend most of my time debunking myths about because saturated fats were um, demonised back in the 50s. Uh, it's a long story I can go into it if you'd like. But essentially saturated fats are found in, again, grass-fed meats and free-range eggs, but things like grass-fed butter or ghee coconut oil and i think these are really important nutrient dense options um but but there is that myth there's that saturated fat heart health myth that a lot of people are still being told by a more say western practitioner and there is a lot of fear around these foods so in the book i definitely break down those myths and present the science and there's you know science has come a long way since the 50s but there's been quite a lot of um meta-analyses since about 2011, I believe, that have completely, I guess, freed saturated fats. But, you know, it's going to take a long time for us to unlearn 50 years of advice. It is going to take a long time. And the reason why it is is because most people have learned this somewhere between the age of zero and seven, right? And everyone knows that if you want to program someone's brain, teach it to them in the first seven years of their life. And because most of us saw the food pyramid in primary school or the food pyramid in the doctor's surgery or wherever, the food pyramid is basically our go-to. So people have got to unlearn it. And that's that. it's such a big job for all of us to, you know, help Australians and Kiwis and, you know, one day maybe we might be get through to the Americans to, to move away from um, that food pyramid model. It's That's a great point, Steph. Can we uh, just talk about some of the things that you're going to be writing or you've written in your book? Um, because there's a really interesting one that you've written there in around the importance of metabolic flexibility. Um, mm. I think that's really uh, – that's a, a crucial topic and I love the, the concept um, of flexibility can you tell me what you mean by metabolic flexibility and how that might apply to, you know, the average Joe or Joanne that's trying to, uh, you know, maintain their health? Absolutely. So metabolic flexibility, we talk about the ability to adapt your your fuel, your preferential choice of fuel that you burn. So when, like one of the big advantages of following a paleo or a GERF or an LCHF template is you teach your body to burn fat for fuel, right? So that means that you burn dietary fat, so the fat that you eat, but also your unlimited reserves of fuel that you carry in the form of body fat. So that's a really important role. It has amazing day-to-day benefits like blood sugar control and satiety but it has the most important longevity benefits because it's anti-inflammatory in nature. Now, on the other hand, if you follow the, you know, the food pyramid and you follow those guidelines around the carbohydrates and you eat a lot of refined carbohydrates and grains, you will be a sugar burner. In that instance, you only have one fuel option. So you burn sugar and you can't access your dietary fat for energy. So as a result, you store fat rather than burn. So when you're a sugar burner, you've only got that one option. But when you're a fat burner, you actually can do both. Now, you're not eating sugar like refined sugar, I hope, but you've still got what we know as muscle glycogen. And that's how we store carbohydrate in the body in muscle, and we actually want to be able to access this, right? It's for high-intensity exercise. It's for immediate energy, which can be important in, in you know, immediate situations where we need glucose to be, a, to be available. And 
I call it metabolic flexibility because you can access those two systems. So it's like a dual fuel system, this unlimited reserve of fat that you're supposed to be burning the majority of the time, like if not more than 80% of the time, and then your glycogen, especially for high-intensity exercise. And, you know, the other kind of negative side of someone that thinks they need to be strict keto is often they will lose their, like, uh, we, we say top end, or they might get to a CrossFit class and just feel like they're not lifting as heavy or feeling as strong. And often that's because they've lost their ability to be glycolytic and access that muscle glycogen. And that's not a good place to be. So it's really important that we eat the right foods to support our goals and that we have access to that dual fuel system. Yeah, I like that, Steph, and I reckon that's a really, it's a great topic and, and one that I've been getting really interested in lately is that metabolic flexibility. And I think one of the things that sort of comes up in regards to that is kind of this idea of maybe we should be doing more cyclical, you know, low-carb approaches. And I know, you know, talking to Cindy O'Meara recently, she was talking about that and saying that, you know, maybe that's the natural way, for, a natural state for our bodies for perhaps this to be a little bit seasonal, depending on whether the fruits and vegetables are abundant or whether they're not. You know, what's your thought on that as sort of taking a more cyclical approach to this low-carb approach? Yeah, I think if we look back from an evolutionary perspective, you know, humans were in that constant yearly cycle of being a fat burner or being fat adapted as we say and that's based on factors such as location and climate and season and food supply and obviously we don't have those issues anymore because food's available you know all year round technically um, but eating in season has so many benefits so I love that way to look at things and I, I definitely think that there are times in our life when we do need more carbohydrates um, and there are times when we're potentially more sedentary or as you say, when certain foods aren't available in season, that naturally it would make sense that, you know, our body knows how to thrive in those conditions when we've done so over hundreds and hundreds of years, if not longer. Yeah. And, you know, it makes so much sense. And it makes even more sense to me now that I'm back up living in the Adelaide Hills. Like we've got some cherry trees, some mulberry trees, apples, pears. And I'll tell you what, when they're in season, like you just can't help but kind of pick out a little bit, you know, and, mm. and you just imagine that that's exactly how it would be, that that natural cyclical approach. So when that stuff's available, you know, there's a reason why your body craves it, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's, again, you know, what I've seen in the LCHS space is that people have gone the other way and turned it into no carb high fat and you know we've been afraid of fruit we've been afraid of sweet potato we've we've you know we've lost our you know we've lost our way a little bit so i think it's really important to take a step back and acknowledge if it's a whole food like if it comes off a tree out of the ground or from an animal that you're going to be making the right choice um and yeah i think seasonal has so many health benefits so i love that concept as well steph um You've got a mulberry tree right next to your practice. Do you know that? I do, actually. I haven't seen it in um, full bloom yet, but you pointed out to me when we went to lunch the other month. I did. It's unbelievable. Yeah. When it gets cranking, there's so much fruit in that thing and no one knows what to do with it. Look at these things. They go, oh, look at those things. I wonder what that fruit is. Like no one knows what it is, but it's a mulberry tree and the fruit that comes from that tree is unbelievable. Anyway, we will pick that in the summertime when it's out. Um, it's amazing. Hey, the other thing is too, there's obviously myths and rumors around, you know, everyone needs to snack to keep their blood sugar levels up and you can't increase your metabolism if you, if you run out of food and you can't build muscle if you're, you know, depleted, et cetera, et cetera. And you, in your book, talk about the snacking myth. 
Um, I think that's really important. Uh, one of the things I've battled with over the last 20 years in practice is people going, oh, but I really loved a snack. What can I have for snacks? Or um, my personal trainer told me that I needed to eat six times a day, otherwise my metabolism would slow down um, and all these sorts of things. What's your take on snacking like that? Yeah, I mean, you don't know how many times I've had this conversation. As the saying goes, if I had a dollar. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's fascinating. Like, to sort of take a step back, if you are a sugar burner, you will be perpetually bound by your appetite. So you'll have what we call that blood sugar roller coaster or poor blood sugar control. So, you know, let's say you eat a typical um, breakfast of of cereal, like a really conventional cereal. I won't make an, m- mention any brands, not your foragers, of course. Let's Thank talk you. Thank you. Let's make a differentiation there. Absolutely. Yeah. So a really refined carbohydrate, and you have it with milk, which is another carbohydrate. You know, that's what we've grown up on. You, you you might get 90 minutes of energy out of that meal. It's a huge spike. And then what goes up must come down. So that's the crash that you get when you're at the cafe and the muffin on the counter is talking to you and so on and so forth. It ends in, you know, the 3.30-itis, which is the sweets, chocolate or caffeine or, or nap under the desk at about that time of the afternoon. And, um, you know, I think people think that it's normal, that 3.30-itis or that is the need to snack all the time is a direct reflection of your current metabolism. And when you switch over into that fat-burning environment, what you actually can do is gain blood sugar control. And for a lot of people, it's the first time in their life. And I get a lot of clients that say to me how shocked they are that they don't need to eat for four or five hours. And, you know, that's the guideline I give someone, say, in their first appointment and the looks on people's faces, they look at you like you have two heads. (laughs) That's your husband. Your husband had two heads. I'm not even going to go there. Well, only because, <laughs> only because he's from Tasmania. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but that's true, isn't it? Like people are so shocked when you go, it's okay to be hungry. Don't worry about being hungry. You can go without food for five hours. You could even go without food for 16 hours if you really wanted to. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. And Brett's going without food for like 20-something hours at the moment. So, you know, you can do it. Yeah, and we always say that, you know, it's fasting is a muscle, so you've really got to train your body. So, you know, some people we might set a goal of three hours to start, and that's an improvement. But when you build your plate right, when you eat the right balance of your, you know, your non-starchy veggies, your quality proteins, your healthy fats, when you don't overdo the carbohydrates, you'll naturally get that blood sugar control. And if you're only eating every five hours, you're not going to fit more than three meals in a day. And a lot of people end up needing a lot less than that. And that is something I think you can only learn firsthand. So I encourage those that are finding they're needing to snack to look at what they're actually eating because they're definitely connected and to and to understand that the, the metabolic health that we're trying to achieve is definitely not created by your frequency of eating. It's actually the opposite because when you create that or those meal-to-meal windows, so the time between meal one and meal two and the time between meal two and meal three and then the overnight fast, that's how you create, you know, you optimize your metabolism, you burn fat, you create the anti-inflammatory environment and that's the answer to long-term health. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it, Steph? And I certainly found the same thing, like from going paleo diet and making sure I was getting lots of those healthy fats in, it almost became just quite a natural thing to to not eat meals sometimes and to extend those windows because when you're just feeling satiated, you just don't feel like you're needing to 
eat all of the time. And so as Damien said, I'm, I'm doing 21 hours fasted at the moment. And, uh, and it's actually, you know, it seems like quite a natural thing, I think, when you're doing that. But you've been talking a lot about, uh, you know, carbohydrates and about sugar, Steph. So before we wrap up, because we're almost to the end, I'd love to know your thoughts on this kind of idea of a sugar tax, because that's been a bit of a hot topic lately. And people talking about whether we should legislate around that or whether we just need to educate more or whether it needs to be a little bit of both. What are your thoughts around the sugar tax, Steph? Well, that's an interesting question. To be completely honest, I haven't, I guess, formulated my opinion, but I think the like the number one goal is education, absolutely, because we're still like we're still definitely having that low fat conversation. Like it's happening to most people that go and see, you know, like I said earlier, a really Western practitioner if it's their GP looking at their blood lipids or their cholesterol levels. Um, and I don't think like you know we generally preach the preach preach to the choir right so we've got to get the conversation out to those that are still not aware of what they're doing like they they probably have really good intentions or at least some people will but they've been told the wrong things so you know i'm not going to give up until we change the food pyramid in australia at least um and then obviously are more international countries like sweden leading the way i think it's just a matter of time we've got to keep getting the message out there and breaking down those myths and and making people realize that what they've been led to believe has come from initially you know american agriculture and that there is vested interest that we've really got to break down so that we can get the truth out there when it comes to real foods yeah absolutely great call it is great to see that european countries are actually you know uh, in, introducing it first the shame is is that we tend to follow america so we've got to try and um jump ships and go to a different continent i think hey steph uh, just before we wrap um in your book uh, on on the page where people can go to the natural nutritionist.com.au the natural nutritionist.com.au you can go and you can pre-purchase uh steph's book we'll put a link on in the show notes we, that'll actually take you through to a um a pre-purchase site so you can actually go and get it but you talk about a few things um, on that little uh, landing page and you say it's been a labour of love more recently. <laughs> and then the other thing that you say is uh, our official release date is um, and a big thank you to Hatchet Australia for helping me birth my first baby. Um, have you got any news for us, Steph? <laughs> oh, my God, Damon, this is breaking news. You know I haven't even really <laughs> announced this on The Real Food Reel yet. <laughs> well, go so on. My, go. My, book, go. my book, Low Carb, Healthy Fat Nutrition, is my first baby. It's yes. my book baby. Um, but Ian and I are having a real-life human baby in March next year. <laughs> it's very exciting. <laughs> so exciting. Big Congratulations. News. Big news. So needless to say, I'm not fasting at the moment, but, Brady, you can do it for me. <laughs> ah, I love it. I'll fast for two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Good on you. Well, good on you for flying the flag there, Brado. I'm glad you're doing that for Steph. And um, <laughs> you never know, Steph, um, this could be catchy. We might get that same sort of news from Brett and Steph soon. We'll see. We'll find Ooh, out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It tends to be a bit contagious. Yes, absolutely. Brett, have you gone quiet or have we got some news? I've, I'm quiet, mate. I've no news at this stage. I'm sure if Steph has anything to do with it, there will be news uh, sooner rather than later. So we'll just have to uh, stay tuned, Damo. All right, I'll <laughs> stay tuned. Steph, thank you so much for joining us on the Wellness Guy Show. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's a delight to have you on our show. I can't believe it's been over 210 episodes since we've had you on the show. Um, but um, it's been wonderful to have you here. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for, ha ha thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks, Steph. 
Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Guy Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash thewellnessguys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au. And to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.